Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Hey there, Habit Thrivers. Welcome to episode number 29 of your Habit Thrive podcast. I'm Lori and I'm so grateful to you for listening and for choosing to hang out with me. So whether it's the weekend or the weekday, you're sitting and sipping your coffee or you're driving or you're out for a walk, ski, snowshoe. Yes, I'm recording this in January. I'd like to say welcome, welcome, welcome. So if you've listened to an episode or two, you know that I'm all about seasons and habits and routines and rocking our next chapter. Whether our next chapter is today, tomorrow, next week, or next year. I also like to do theme months, especially when there is a rocking month like January. (laughs) January is the next chapter month of the year. I'm going to repeat that. It is the next chapter month of the year. It is a check-in time, a reset time, a maybe a rest time, maybe a dig-in time. As we talked about in last week's episode, episode number 28, that there's a bit of a push-pull feeling for some of us in the month of January. Although some of you can be very clear. It's like, I am hunkering down and resting and others might be, yeah, no, I need to go. I need to join the gym. I need to get out there. I need to push myself. And again, there are some of you that are, I'm going to say, I'm going to say I'm a bit of a push-pull. I am that Libra of trying to balance both sides, the yin and the yang. And so that's where I am. So this week's episode is actually on resting. And it is going to be about resting my liver (laughs) a little bit. So we are staying with, again, that theme in January. So what, and actually just probably for this episode, unless I get a really big shout out that you want to talk more about dry January, but at least for This episode this week, I'm going to talk about resting my liver and about my experience with dry January so far. So I'm just in the second week right now of this dry January and it is officially the first time that I am doing this. I have done a, let's say, a a elimination diet before where there has been a cleanse in terms of sugar and dairy and red meat and all of that. So caffeine and alcohol were part of that, but it was for a shorter amount of time and it was actually a few years ago. So I'm going to say that I'm due here. So I'm just going to share my experience so far two weeks into this uh, into this dry January. So full disclosure, I didn't plan this. So I am a journaler. Uh, I absolutely love to set my intentions and uh, my goals. 
definitely on a on a monthly basis and this was not in my journal for January it kind of fell into my lap just briefly it was New Year's Day and I just kind of haphazardly said to my husband maybe we shouldn't drink until we go away in February for our trip just give things a little bit of of a rest and I mean really I, we didn't actually have a big New Year's Eve either it wasn't like I was waking up and feeling you know hungover and need to do that it just was a feeling and actually it was thinking forward to our trip because when we go away we do tend to I'm gonna say we drink a little bit more and we drink during the week and that is not usually what we do so when I'm going into this dry January right now it really is looking at my habit routine basically it's Thursday Thursday Friday Saturday so it is a weekend habit but it is a habit so it was definitely and is definitely worth exploring but the thing is as I move forward from this let's let's fast forward from that New Year's day so that was a that was a Sunday and I'm you know I'm saying this out loud I'm not getting a lot of acknowledgement and I'm in the kitchen and my husband's in the living room and I mean this happens quite often I'll just kind of be chatting away <laughs> to myself I don't even notice if sometimes he has his ear pods in and let's just say there was non-acknowledgement but sometimes when I do say something for some reason I don't know if it's a male thing it does kind of sink in but he's actually just thinking about it and if I've moved on with something there is yeah there's no discussion now that's a whole other um, I'm gonna say not episode that's a whole other podcast um, <laughs> I'm not going down that road and I could refer you to um, other podcasts around uh, these communication issues <laughs> within couples but I digress so let's just say I kind of mumbled that, I'm kind of thinking about it, and then I let it go because I thought, oh, well, I'm not going to press the issue. It's not a big issue for us anyways. So fast forward from that Monday to the Thursday, and we have a date night on Thursday. So we are at the restaurant on Thursday, and I proceed to order a um, alcoholic drink. I'm just like, great. All right, it's Thursday. This is what we do Thursday. And my husband is like, well, I thought we were doing a dry January. And I'm, I didn't even think that you heard me. <laughs> so yeah, so you should see the look on this, on the, on the server's face. She's looking at us like back and forth. And then he goes ahead and he orders a non-alcoholic Excel beer. And I'm literally, when I think back at it, I'm, I laugh because I'm like, I'm flustered. I'm like, oh, all right, okay, well, I will have that, um, that virgin tomato thing. <laughs> I couldn't even, I, I could not even find um, the, the name of the drink being a Caesar, right? It's not even tomato in Canada, it's Clamato in Canada. And so, 
and the the server she's not really even laughing she's kind of looking at us a little bit confused i'm like all right let's go then and so that mind you january 1st was the beginning of our dry january and so we have continued. So here we are moving in. I'm recording this on the 12th of January. So we are rocking and rolling. So I'm gonna mention a few things right now, right from the get-go. We might as well just dive right in. Mentioning some of the things that I am noticing since just, and, and it is more so um, from having two drinks on Friday and two drinks on Saturday. Not 100% of the time, but most of the time. So what I am noticing is definitely Saturday morning and Sunday morning, just a little clearer. I noticed that right away. And we're not going to bed any, let's say any later. We don't change a lot of our routines on the weekend, not very often anyways. So really looking at the same amount of sleep, all of that, but definitely clearer waking up on Saturday and Sunday morning, just not having that little bit of fuzz, not even feeling like really craving um, that first cup of coffee in the morning either. So that was, that's just really interesting. And I felt more energy in the morning for sure. And I'm thinking it's lingered out into the afternoon, but I am still journaling on that, but definitely clearer and more energy in the morning. And I think that's partly why uh, at least 50% of the time, the alcohol will wake me up in the middle of the night. So somewhere between two, usually two and three o'clock, I'm gonna say it is definitely more with wine. So we do, I've, I've taken wine out of my repertoire. Mm, it's been probably almost a year now because I did notice that with wine. And so, but I really didn't think that, um, let's say beer and alcohol spirits um, or a cocktail had the same effect but it does. So as much as we can rationalize and try to choose, and yes, there are some cleaner spirits and, you know, there's the issue of the wheat and the beer that can make you a little foggy as well. So there's, there's lots of stuff going on. So it's really, it's an interesting process, right? If you want to dig into it and really see how your, your brain and how your body, your muscles, your joints, everything responds to alcohol or even if it's a barley beer compared to a wheat beer, even if it's non-alcoholic, right? So it's all part of a process. So part of that reason perhaps that I'm feeling better when I wake up Saturday and Sunday is I, I'm sleeping, I sleep through the night. I don't have, to, I don't have that little wake up where my liver or, you know, the sugar has been metabolized in the body. That is better. And I feel, <laughs> I, I'm, feel very proud of myself. I realize that it is a little bit more, I'm gonna say more of a habit than I thought it was, that I was looking forward to it more than I actually thought I was. Um, so that uh, ability to just go, yeah, I'm gonna make another choice, and I'm gonna talk about that in, mo in a moment, what that choice was, but feeling that, yeah, I'm proud of myself. I am, this is a habit that I can change for sure, and that I have control over. So yeah, just being a little bit more attached <laughs> to that experience and really exploring whether that experience was relaxation. Okay, so that kind of, 
you know, at the end of the day on a, on a Friday or Saturday, was it the taste? And for sure, I mean, I am somebody who I like the taste of beer and I know many people don't, or they just like to have the, you know, a cold beer in the summer. It has to be extremely cold. It has to be with lime. I just like the taste of beer. So I'm thinking, okay, so is it the is it the taste that I'm looking forward to? Is it the relaxation? There's definitely, uh, you know, a sugar aspect to this as well. And also too, what happens, and I know this, at closer to the end of the week, I tend to be more dehydrated at the end of the day, like a Thursday, Friday. I'm all over my water habit at the beginning of the week. And then I think Thursday just gets a little bit busier. And so I end up being um, a little bit more dehydrated. So then you're craving that. And for me, it would be craving a, um, a cold beer. And I'm noticing that I'm like, hmm, all right, let's, let's play with this a little bit more. So it is really, really interesting and very helpful to make a note of why you are attached to a particular habit. And for this example, right, I we can talk about putting good habits in place, but here we're talking about replacing habits. And it is actually letting go for the month of January, the habit of alcohol on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But I am actually using the same cue, right? So the same timing, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, I am looking at the routine. So again, the habit loop is your cue. It could be a situation, it could be a time. The routine, what do you normally do? What is the behavior that you do? So normally Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I will have a beer and sometimes a cocktail. So never more than two. So that is the routine. And then the reward is, what is it actually? Is it feeling relaxed? Is it satisfying the fact that I'm, you know, dehydrated? Is it the sugar? Is it the, the atmosphere, the end of the week? And it's probably a little bit of a combination of all of that, but that is, that is the reward. But when you nail down what the reward is, it's actually going to help you replace the behavior that you want to replace. Let's say let go of that sugar habit or that alcohol habit or even a negative talk habit, right? So it all, it works. This Q routine reward works for anything. It's amazing when you play with plugging this stuff in. So when I look at the reward and I say, okay, it's a little, it's helping with the hydration, it's relaxing, maybe I'm a little bit hungry, right? So that can be part of it as well. Uh, I'm sitting down, it's the end of the week. So do I actually need alcohol in that behavior or can something else go into that routine? So the cue is the same time, I'm changing the routine, I'm going to choose, and this is what we've been doing, a non-alcoholic beer and a non-alcoholic cocktail. So if we went straight to water or vegetables, yeah, no, it's not going to work. As much as you can, and this is what I've been playing with over the last few years, just in terms of habits, is having a similar texture, having a similar uh, taste if you can, right? And that is going to uh, depend a little bit on the sugar. But keep the cue the same, look at the reward, look for the same rewards and just change the behavior.
And so the non-alcoholic beer, and we've been exploring this, that we've been looking at, there are some non-alcoholic beers that have more sugar than others, for sure. So I'm going to say right now, I'm going to give a shout out for Budweiser Zero. It has very little sugar and it is a barley beer so you could end up with more of a wheat beer and then for some of you myself included I find that a wheat beer is it makes me foggy so there's no wheat in barley of course but I mean but there's gluten in barley so if you're looking for gluten free and if gluten is what makes you kind of foggy then and you don't like beer then you're not replacing it with beer but I like the taste of beer I have researched barley, right, since I've started, and I do use barley in my beef barley soup, and I use barley just to get away from wheat sometimes, and the benefits of barley are very interesting. So if you search up benefits of barley, it's astounding. It's much better than having a, let's say, if you're going to have a non-alcoholic beer, if you like the taste of beer and you're okay with, with gluten, then there's actually some nutritional benefits. I wouldn't go and drink, you know, I'm still only having one. I wouldn't have five of them. But the benefits of barley are really, really interesting. So it has some uh, a good uh, nutritional profile with potassium and folate and iron and vitamin B6. It's got some fiber, it's low salt. Even some of the research that I came across or some of the articles, I, I should say, around bone health. And I'm thinking, okay, so this is a good alternative. Now, if you're looking at a cocktail, it could be as simple as, you know, a soda stream. You've got a little bit of fuzzy um, bubbles going on there. You're doing a carbonated water, a club soda, a little bit of lime or lemon or a little dash of cranberry juice. So, and if you want, again, more of the benefits of a vegetable juice or a tomato juice, again, you're looking at a Caesar. So there are so many more options now and there are so many more non-alcoholic options for cocktails but you but for me again I'm just I'm watching the sugar so because I don't want to replace one um, let's say one issue with another so we are a uh, non-alcoholic beer I'm loving the research on barley going with that it's one it's very very cold even in the winter <laughs> and it's in a frosted mug yes I know it's crazy but we are doing the same uh, cue the timing the reward actually no word of a lie I can't even tell that there's not alcohol in there. It feels relaxing. It feels like a treat. It feels like downtime. It's hydrating. It is doing the job. And again, I'm just playing with this for January. I'm not going to tell you that we're going to be doing this on our trip, but I'll keep you posted there. So just to leave you with, again, playing with this concept, and, and if you're not thinking about, even if you want to do this with sugar, right? It can be anything, that any habit that you want to, let's say, change or release, even for the month of January, or you're doing dry February, right? Which is, I guess, more traditionally in the past what it has been. But you just, yeah, you just play with it. And you go in and listen. if. If something happens, I mean, I'm thinking about this right now, right? I have a get together with some girlfriends tomorrow night and I'm gonna make sure that Bud Zero is, is super cold for me to bring. And I'm very, um, I'm very blessed because 
my group of friends and girlfriends, we all play with this. We we support each other. So if somebody is doing a, you know, a cleanse or a detox or a dry January or a dry February, we're like, you go girl, right? Doesn't mean we all have to do it, but we support each other. And that's actually really, really, well, it's amazing and it's helpful and I don't take it for granted. But listen, if you end up having one drink in the in the month of January or you're doing dry February, just have it and then let it go and start again. And actually use it as a bit of an exploration, right? It is kind of an opportunity to go, oh man, like I didn't sleep well or I'm feeling foggy. All I had was that one drink. And so it provides motivation for you to, um, to keep going, to try it again for the month. So it just becomes part of your experiment. And that's a really, I find, loving, um, non-judgmental way to, uh, to come into this. And it's, it's the best way to change, be aware of our habits and perhaps change some of them. But here's the thing also, I'm gonna leave you with this. And I saw this on television last night, so I just picked it up on Google this morning, that participating in dry January for the whole month, just even for that month, even for one month, you're going to get the benefits. Okay, so I'm gonna read right from here so I don't get it wrong. And that is, the study sought to examine the immediate and long-term health benefits of participants after dry January. The study consisted of a group of 94 participants, so not a big pool, but still, right? Abstaining from alcohol and a control group of 47 participants with similar baseline alcohol consumption. So, the researchers found significant health improvements in the group who abstained from alcohol for one month. Specifically, improved insulin resistance, decreased weight, decreased blood pressure, and a decrease in cancer-related growth factors. And then they went on to say some had a better night's sleep, more energy in the morning, and I read that after I already knew that I had more energy in the morning, right? Possibly coming from the sleep, being more productive, making better healthier food decisions, and a better overall mood. And they did follow that up, and a few months later, just to see if some of these benefits were staying, and found that a percentage of the group had um, less alcohol consumption moving forward, which again, makes sense. So it's, yeah, like it, it's just, it's interesting, it's fun, um, and you can do it with anything. Doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be with alcohol. But I'm gonna leave that with you, Q, routine reward. What do you want to even rest this month, right? Do you want to rest your liver? <laughs> Do you want to rest your body? Any and all of that, okay? Be curious, be open. Let's take a soft inhale in. A long exhale out. Wrap yourself up in a big hug if you can, if you're not driving, and just keep being you. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now. 
If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years, or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.